You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Open up your eyes, take a look at me. Get the picture fixed in your memory. I'm Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Powerline. All right. All right, it makes sense. Really good. Welcome to Nostalgia Be Damned, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s and the early 2000s, and we try and rip off the rose-colored glasses you may be having about these movies, and, uh, you know, that's it. <laughs> Sometimes we just do it simply, okay? And I yeah. kind of appreciate that. Yeah, well, uh, that I only do this because we have very serious business to discuss today. We have to get right to it. I was going to say, this movie may mean a little more to you than it does to me. It's 1995's animated adventure comedy, A Goofy Movie. And this is movie number three, I believe? Or, yeah, yeah wow. three. Wow. Of our listener request month, we'd like to thank uh, Jamie for the request on this one. He's been on the show before. We don't have to give him too much credit, okay? Yeah, well, he, he requested a great movie. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's a little interesting. You and I were talking about, uh, before we started recording, that roles have been reversed a little bit here, wherein you're usually pretty excited about a lot of the movies we do, and I'm way more skeptical. Yeah, you're you're kind of the douchier person on this podcast. Absolutely, I <laughs> and I embrace that. <laughs> Uh, but it's a little different this time because I am the one who's been chatting this movie up. Who knows, man? Maybe I'll like this just as much as you. Maybe. Uh, oh, challenge accepted. Zach, because this is you know such a favorite of yours, why don't you explain what, what's your history with a Goofy movie? Uh, so I own the Goofy movie on VHS, and I watched it constantly. This was a movie that... Um, you know, you're you're bored, you're at home, and you're looking through your VHS collection. Uh, you've seen these couple movies before. You've seen this one before. Up, oh, goofy movie, instant classic. Put it in the VHS. Watch it. It kills a good hour. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this minutes. is a 78 minute long movie. Yeah. I, I, see, I was a fan of like the Mickey Mouse cartoons and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Never really latched on to any of the characters, so I knew of this movie a lot. And I think I saw bits and pieces of its 2000 direct-to-video sequel, An Extremely Goofy Movie. That and, movie's garbage. Well, I'll after seeing a few of those scenes, I was like, no, I, I really don't feel like I need to check out the first one. Yeah, well, what's interesting was that I never really... Uh, was into the Mickey Mouse cartoons, like even Daffy Duck wasn't, you know, Duck Donald Dales, Duck. Or, yeah. Yeah, Daffy's Looney. Daffy's Looney. I did like Daffy. Um, but like Donald Duck, you know, DuckTales, that kind of stuff, the Mickey Mouse cartoon, never really into okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, but I got gotcha. you. But a Goofy movie was like right in my wheelhouse. I loved it. I loved the music in it. I loved it like had laughs, like genuine laughs in it for me. I loved this movie as a kid. It's been a while since I've seen it, though. I was at the counter of a local store that still sells DVDs, Blu-rays, uh, you know, one of those dying industries, mm -hmm. sadly, was standing at the counter and I purchased a goofy movie on DVD for six ninety seven about a week ago in preparation for this podcast. And I told you if you didn't like the movie, I would front the bill for this DVD and buy it off you. So I'm we'll save it to the we'll end. save it till the end to see if I'm going to be ponying up eight dollars <laughs> for tax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tax taxes. All right, man. This was directed by Kevin Lima or Lima. Don't know how you pronounce it. Don't know. But uh, this was his first movie. He actually went on to do a few kind of recognizable Disney flicks. Yeah. He did uh, 1999's Tarzan, which I actually am a huge fan of. I haven't seen it in a while. I do own it, but I haven't watched it 
gosh, in probably 10, 15 years. So mm-hmm. I don't know how well that one holds up. That could be a, a stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, he also did 102 Dalmatians. <laughs> oh, good. The live action one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Good. And uh, Enchanted with Amy Adams. He's also got a live action Candyland movie coming up, which, you know, we really need at this time. Yeah, no, good. That's exactly what this country and the world needs right now. But a goofy movie. It's got 6.8 on IMDb and 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, too low. <laughs> uh, no budget information on this movie. It did make $35 million, uh for the year. It was 51st that year, 1995. Just to give you a little rundown of some other uh, family films that came out that year. Toy Story, obviously, was number one. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas. Babe, which I love. I, I love, love Babe. babe yeah. uh, Balto. Ooh, love Balto, too. <laughs> the Pebble and the Penguin. Do you remember that movie? No. <laughs> uh, Jumanji, Casper, which we've also covered. Of course. Free Willy 2. Ooh. <laughs> the Adventure Home and uh, Tom and Huck. So wow. that's what you had around 95 <laughs> to bring your family to. Or a Goofy movie. Uh, I mean, that's a powerful lineup of family films that year. 1995, good year for the parents. This uh, opened the same week as Bad Boys. Came in second Whoa. to Bad Boys. So, you know, what a culturally significant uh. weekend at the box office that was. <laughs> it was actually made in 1993, but was pushed back to accommodate The Lion King being released. Actually had a coveted like holiday release. They were going to put a lot of money into it. And then Lion King kind of was in production at the same time. And they're like, you know what? Let's let's hedge our bets. Let's Let's put, a, let's put them on this one. And it paid off. Ultimately, though, I think a Goofy movie was kind of forgotten for that respect. It kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, that's interesting. I didn't know that that it was held because one of the comments I was going to make when we got into it, but I guess I can just make it now, is that a lot of the like the characters are dressed like late 80s. Yes. No, you're right. It, it, there's a lot of like late 80s themes to this that would have like still been kind of acceptable in 1993. So... I think by 1995, like, we would have moved on from that culture a little bit, but that makes total sense now, Yeah, knowing that it was held. Something we should have moved on from at the point of 95 was is Pauly Shore. <laughs> and he is in this movie, not a lot, but wow, did but they enough. really play but up enough. the fact that Pauly Shore is behind the, the <laughs> voice of this goddamn character. You were not happy when I told you Pauly Shore was in this movie. <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves because I, I something that I really stressed before we were watching this movie mm-hmm. was that I wanted you to get the VHS experience. Oh, yeah. We got the VHS and, I'd say, the DVD experience, uh, the benefits of both. Oh, yeah. Why don't you explain the VHS benefit, and I'll explain the DVD one. Perfect. So if you had this movie on VHS, and a lot of people who did will know exactly what I'm talking about, uh, before the movie, I can't remember if there was previews, but there was a sort of preview. It was a music video by Parachute Express, which was a children's band at the time called Dr. Looney's Remedy. (laughs) And you listen to this every single time you watch this, but like that was part of the experience. You would start off with Dr. Looney's Remedy (laughs) and then you would move on to to a goofy movie. That video is fucking insanity. We're going to actually play a little... We don't normally do this. We're going to play a little s- short clip of this song to get you guys in the mood. Here it's, we go. Yeah. don't think my mom will last. The tummy is filled with butterflies. She's a bundle of nerves. She laughs. She cries. <laughs> ah! Whoa! Whoa! Dr. Looney, will you fix her up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you got to do with putting the groove? Stir up the groove, make it 
Wow. What is that, dude? What is happening? <laughs> you, you have to go, you have to YouTube this shit because the, oh, the video absolutely. itself is even crazier. There's just so much shit happening. There's animation in the background and people, like, so much is moving in front of the frame. It's, there is it's a distracting. lot going on. It's awesome. However, if you own the DVD Gold Collection uh, reissue here, like I bought, it comes with a music video on here, which is strange because I thought it was going to come with one of the many songs. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be a music video to one of those. However, it is not. It's actually, if you were alive around, I'd say the late 90s, early 2000s, you couldn't escape Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5. Of course not. For whatever reason, they decided to include... A Disney version of Mambo Number no. 5 on this DVD. Which is so inappropriate. It is not only inappropriate, the music video to this is baffling. So it's him in his, you know, classic fedora white suit on. Mm-hmm. He's surrounded by kids who are also in, like, Frank Sinatra-esque, like, club lounge <laughs> get-ups. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar to the actual music, music video. It is. Video. They're, like, almost yeah. trying to recreate it. Except for the point of the whole song is about a guy banging chicks throughout the week, like wanting to have sex with every woman he meets, a little bit of Monica in my life. Yeah. You know, only instead he just replaces all of the, like, vulgar or taboo, like, lyrics with Disney characters. Tell you what, we're going to do it again. We're going to play you a little short <laughs> clip of this right <laughs> now. God. Yeah, take a listen. trip to the candy store my friend my <laughs> god <laughs> it just goes on about one little bit of Minnie and mickey and all this shit in my life it's yeah ridiculous. I, I, you absolutely youtube that one too it is well worth it listen to the original and then listen to that youtube version it's nuts i think that we've set the tone now <laughs> why don't we go ahead and just jump right into a goofy movie all right so it starts off in uh max is having a bad dream it starts off like a nice dream he's in this like wheat field and let's get into it right now this character of roxanne whom max our lead character who is goofy's son has a crush on she's sexy oh my god <laughs> right like, it's weird. It's okay. Break, let's, uh, let's break this down because yeah. this is classic example of '90s animators being perverts. Oh yeah, because the the dogs, the people, and everyone in this movie are dogs. Okay, dogs, right? Like it's, goofy. It's a dog yeah, like yeah, goofy. Like goofy. Yeah. Oh, however, Minnie Mickey does make like an appearance. Mickey but for and, every, and, Do- and Donald Duck do make a brief cameo yeah. in this movie. But everyone's like dogs in this world. The women are straight up just women with dog noses, just like wide kind of a vague yeah. all the men have like colored fur and like yeah. very clearly like they're dogs deformed faces like they're dogs the women are just women 
but with like little triangle noses instead. That's literally it. They have skin. Their hair is like normal women hair. They have thighs and breasts and it's weird it's not really appropriate for children but he's having this like dream of this sexy lady roxanne she's got this red red hair she even has a beauty mark on her face like oh man oh roxanne is gorgeous but this is kind of a theme throughout the movie is that you can tell max is kind of nervous about turning into his father so he has this the dream becomes a nightmare when he starts to t- actually talk to roxanne and he can hear his like the, yeah. the laugh comes out like and his body starts transforming like, like a uh, monster version of his dad i was gonna say it reminds me of the scene in uh space jam when the aliens turn into the monsters <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah 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 it all comes back to space jam it dude. always does uh and then boom he wakes up as he's about to kiss her um yeah he turns into a giant version of his dad and he wakes up nightmare over PJ, who's his buddy, who I could tell his voice sounded familiar. He must have been the guy in uh, Jimmy Neutron, right? Yeah, he like he was, I think Carl he played Carl in Jimmy yeah. Neutron. He's got a very recognizable voice. Yeah, he tells him that you know he's got to meet him. There's this big, something big is happening on the last day of school, which is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very excited and nervous about it, but it definitely has to deal with this girl, Roxanne. Oh, yeah. In the midst of all this chaos, he's running around his room. Uh, Goofy, his dad, walks in. He's wearing like a towel and then he's also got his ears wrapped up in a pink towel. Yeah. And then he's also got like a vacuum cleaner yeah, he's doing and like bunny chores. He's just doing chores. He's doing a whole yada. He's, he's a goof, man. He's a goofy, goofy goof. And that's his name. Is his real? Is his name really Goofy Goof? Because I, they call him Mr. Goof. Because his name is Goofy. And then he's referred to as Mr. Goof. Max's last name is Goof. So it has to be Goofy Goof, right? Yeah. He also knocks over this like cardboard cutout of... Let's get into this. Powerline, who is like, I guess, supposedly the biggest rock star in this in world. The, in the entire world, apparently. He's like, a, he's like Michael Jackson Prince-esque, right? So I actually thought that Michael Jackson, and again, you'll have to excuse my young ignorance here, but I thought Michael Jackson, like, was Powerline. Oh, my God. Dude, I thought Michael so Jackson was... fucking <clears throat> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds a lot like the you. musical style is a lot is very like poppy like Michael Jackson or like you said Prince. Um yeah, he's just he's this mega star that everybody everybody loves. Which makes sense that because it takes place I mean that was getting made around the 1993 which means mm-hmm. it was probably even production years before that. So you really had that late 80s vibe which I think he I was kind of like. Yeah, I think he was clearly supposed to be Michael Jackson, but obviously Michael Jackson didn't perform in it. So Goofy kisses Max goodbye. You know, Max is not a fan of that. He's growing growing up, you know. He's in his... I don't know how old he's supposed to be. What is he, like 14 or something like that? He's old enough to be in high school, not old enough to graduate. Old enough to get a boner. Yes. Because he wants Roxanne. Oh, my That's God. That's his, like, primary mission at this point. So I, gotta, I must confess something. I didn't realize how much of a musical this really was. Mm-hmm. This is... It's a musical. It is. It doesn't describe that in, like, really even on the back or on the uh, synopsis. It doesn't really play it out like it's going to be a musical. No, I think I had to tell you, like, this is a musical. There's, there's what, like, five or six songs in this movie. There are. And the first one is, what, After Today? After Today, dude. (sighs) They've been laughing since I can't remember, but they're not going to laugh anymore. It's basically like this... Some 41 song. <laughs> it's not a some 41 song. Come on, don't do that. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's like everybody's celebrating, oh, last day of school. They get the ensemble in a little bit. It almost, stylistically, it's not Grease, but like visually, it's a, it's a bunch of kids like just celebrating the fact that their summer has come. Yeah. 
and let's get into this too. The voices you can tell are very different. Like the guy who's doing the voice of of Max and then the singing voice are two very different people. Apparently one's voiced by this kid named Jason Marsden. I wonder if that's James Marsden, bro. Cyclops? Maybe, Maybe dude. Maybe dude. Anyway, uh, at the end of this damn song, he like stumbles down the bleachers, falls down, Max does, and Roxanne, she comes up to help like pick him up. Mm-hmm. And like, this is so weird because... No one does this in life. I've never seen anyone do this. If you have a crush on someone, I get like being tongue tied and like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you ever witnessed anyone like a girl comes up to you and like you really like this girl? She's clearly giving you signs that like she doesn't hate you. Would you drop all your shit and just sprint away like a madman? It makes, no, that's this happens like, in so many movies, though, and I've never like gotten it. a severe level of social anxiety that <laughs> I personally have never witnessed. No, not at all. Um, but it, And, you know, you can tell, too, that Roxanne, man, the looks that she's giving this kid, she's twirling her hair and, like, yeah. you know. Biting her lip, Biting her much. lip. Yeah. yeah, no, it is... It is sexual, dude. I'll say it. It's a sexual movie. Wait till the orgy scene. (laughs) (laughs) Some slurpage. (laughs) Speaking of which, which, Pauly Shore plays this this AV guy at the school. He looks like he's graduated years ago, but he just still goes there. He's got like a little mohawk, like an orange mohawk, and some like fucking John Lennon glasses or something. (laughs) I mean, he's supposed to be playing Pauly Shore, I think. Yeah, he's eating spray cheese this whole movie. That's his whole thing. Yeah, that's his the leaning tower of cheese. Cheddar. Oh my god. Cheddar with So on the last day of school, the principal uh is giving this speech and this is when they decide is the best time to show off their elaborate light show performance. Yeah, so the whole thing and I to this day do not really understand what the motivation or logic to this was. Uh Max wants to impress Roxanne, so what he's doing is he's giving a backstage lip-syncing performance of a Powerline song, Stand Out, to stand out! Um, Fuck you, dude. Yeah, dude, this is going to be great. Um, He's giving a lip-syncing performance of Stand Out, and it goes, like, weird, but that's his whole plan. I'm going to hijack the assembly, lip-sync this Powerline song, and then Roxanne is fucking mine, dude. But, dude, that's kind of what happens. But it works! It really does work. Because as he comes out, he's on, like, a fishing... Like, they hooked up this whole, like, rig where he's on, like, a hook, and he's flying around. There's lights, and he's singing. And even there's, like, other beautiful women in the audience oh, yelling, yeah. like, Who is that guy? Yeah, exactly. But... He does get caught, and uh, him, his friend PJ, and Polly Shore's character, who I can't remember the name. Um, Bobby. Bobby, excuse me. Uh, they're all in trouble now. They're all in the principal's office. A little smokage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You love the Polly Shore character. Oh, God. He you was love grating, it. as always. <laughs> Then we get a little background into what Goofy does for a living. <laughs> he takes photos of babies at malls. Um, Something like that. I couldn't stop thinking store, of Joaquin yeah. Phoenix in The Master when he chokes <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goofy doing that. But uh, he swallows a squeak toy. It's actually kind of funny. Like, there are some bits in this that are cleverly There's animated and, and funny bits. This, there yeah. are. There are. I'll, g- I'll give you that. But Pete, his buddy... I guess is his buddy. Like, he always just treats him like shit all the time. So I don't know why they're friends. Yeah. But, you know, well, Goofy's a ne'er-do-well, like a good, good-loving dude. He yeah, just likes naive, people. sees the good in people, whatever, nerd, bashing. So Goofy gets a call on the phone from the principal in this really intense conversation where he basically says, like, get your shit together, Goofy, or your son 
is going to end up in the electric chair. <laughs> yeah, like, it's bad. Like, okay, he, like, ruined an assembly. He's not, like, a gang. <laughs> yeah, that's also what he says. He's like, he's dressing like a gang member. It is ridiculous. We did gloss over, though. Uh, Roxanne sees him after the assembly. That's right. And uh, Max sums up the courage to ask her to this big party where everybody's gathering to watch the Powerline concert on pay-per-view in a few weeks. Back when, like, pay-per-view and concerts were. Back when, yeah, that was a thing. (laughs) We're going to watch it on my TV at home. Whoa! But she says, yes, she's into it, obviously. She's, I mean, she's, like, doing the whole thing again, biting her lip. Yeah, her hair's tossing, pushing her hair behind her ear. Yeah, like, leaning dog ears. That are just human ears. She's a human with a dog nose. She has like a, a, yeah. the complexion of a human, like peach skin, like a human. It's it's terrifying. bizarre. Yeah. Um, so Max is obviously pumped up. He comes home. Suddenly he's like the popular kid in school too. Everybody who was dude, laughing at everyone him loves hours him. ago is like, dude, you're awesome. Like you're so cool. They're all chanting his name. So he goes home. He's thrilled. But guess what, dude? Goofy, who's worried about losing his son, has other plans in mind. That's right. Pete uh, told him at the store while they were working, like, hey, you got to put this kid under your thumb. My son respects me. You got to get your son to respect you. We're going on a camping trip. He mentions this camping trip. And that kind of gives Goofy all the memories of him and his dad that he used to do all this stuff with, Mm -hmm. which... In this movie, I will say, which again is a, is an epic of father and sons. It's basically oh, yeah. placed beyond the pines with dogs. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a, <laughs> that's one way to put it. No, but I will say the stuff like the basic themes of like father and sons and mm-hmm. like I will growing, honestly say it works. It growing, really works. Growing up and watching your son growing yeah. up, it I, they do a great job nailing the emotion here. Um. So. Basically, yeah, he sets up this whole uh, planned fishing trip that is kind of recreating what he did with his dad back in his youth, and he really wants Max to go. He's super psyched about this trip, and Max should go into our tournament of terrible male protagonists. Oh, he's a jerk. He's kind of a prick to his dad this whole movie. So after this whole long back and forth of, I'm not going to, yes, you are, Max, and no, no, I'm not. Um, They finally, they get in the car, and Max is like, okay, I do need to make a stop, though, and tell Roxanne that I cannot take her to the party because you're kidnapping me and taking me across the country to Lake Destiny, Idaho. Um, They stop in, and this is like the meanest thing ever. He's like, Roxanne, like, I'm sorry, I can't take you to the party. My dad's dragging me on vacation. She's like, no, like, I get it, Max. Like, you know, hopefully someone else doesn't ask me. me." Or like, or he's like, maybe you can just take someone else later. I get it, Max. You're not into it. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Like, okay, what he does next is shitty, but I will give him credit because I'd be panicking too. I'd be like, what? what, You are blowing this out of proportion. Exactly. It's Um, just a concert. Yeah, it's just a concert. It's one date. Um, (laughs) He makes up this elaborate lie that his dad Uh, and Powerline were ex-bandmates and he's taking the concert in Los Angeles and he's going to be on stage with Powerline. And he'll wave And he'll wave to Roxanne on the TV. What the fuck, dude? I hate this in movies. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Why would you dig this hole for yourself? I'd be like, no, seriously, like, I'm just going on a fishing trip. Can you maybe relax for a second? (laughs) But that's the, that's... 
what doesn't hold up as an adult for this movie. And mm-hmm. I think, honestly, is the problem with so many kids' films, depending on the themes that they play on. But this one is so heavily steeped in that, like, when you're a kid, nothing's worse than hanging with your parents. And, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's literally his entire, like, like what, oh, if you don't go on this first date with your dream girl, you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, literally, hanging out with your dad, you'd rather be dead. <laughs> But so that's the problem. This whole movie's like just it's white privilege. You know what I mean? <laughs> literally, like oh, Max's whole problem is, is very, I don't want to go on a trip with my dad. This it's is like, very you, hashtag first world problems. <laughs> They're on the road now, on the open road, I should say, dude, because this is a great setup to our next song. Yeah, so that he's trying to play some like games with him in the car at first, and then there's this whole battle over who controls the goddamn radio, and eventually they just break it. Yeah. So he starts hearing all the sounds of the street, sounds of the road, dude, yeah. and they bust out into, yeah, open road. Do uh, you need a break from modern living? <laughs> oh, the open road. I loved this song as a kid. I mean, I loved, I think, every well, song. How did you feel movie. about it today? How did you feel about open road today? I still like it. I think it's, I, listen, there's a lot of these, like, Disney songs in there. Some of the songs that we mentioned from, like, Powerline are, like, poppy, like, rock songs. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of this movie is also comprised of the classic Disney musical songs. This being one of them, it's upbeat, it's, you know, yeah. it's goofy, no yeah. pun intended. I kind of almost would have preferred more of the classic traditional Disney songs mm-hmm. in comparison to, like, what felt almost like Disney Channel music. Yeah, no, I hear It was like that poppy rock stuff that I just, I fucking hate. Even as a kid, I didn't really like. Fair enough. But I really like a lot of these, like, classically Disney-type songs that you're used to hearing in these type of movies. Did you like Those are kind of well-written. This one's not bad. This one's not bad. Okay. Goofy, by the way, is a fucking terrible driver. He's constantly looking at the map, and and Max saves his life a number Driving of times, with his like legs yeah, grabbing stuff. his like the steering wheel from him, seconds away from plowing into a goddamn semi truck. Like, yeah, he's terrible. So then they pull off to Lester's Possum Park, dude. Their first stop, their dude. first stop on the road trip, and it's this gross, <laughs> like broken down concert venue in the middle of a swamp yeah there's like mechanical puppet jamboree shows who's your favorite possum Lester. God damn it. This actually was pretty funny when they like get into like the the jamborees like breaking down all the puppets and stuff are breaking down and there's this little girl in the audience who's got missing teeth and she's just like literally like screaming at Max. It's just nonsense and insanity at this <laughs> it's point. Funny, no, man. it is kind of funny. Eventually they get outside and there's this whole thing where a possum gets inside Max's like shirt and Goofy thinks it's part of a dance, so he's you know again just a stupid <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> father starts swinging his kid around and max you know really pissed off super embarrassed by the entire ordeal it starts raining he everyone leaves and he goes to the car and he's pretty butthurt about the entire experience understandable um and you know they're having this fight and goofy's like i can't get through to my kid uh max is like borderline depressed so they move on to the next stop which is like this lake in the middle of the woods they're setting up camp and all of a sudden, this massive RV comes through and, like, sets up a pool and a basketball court and, and a, a bowling hot tub alley. and a bowling it's alley on top Insanity. of it. But this is driven by Pete and PJ's on board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they meet up. They go inside. PJ's singing the goddamn Powerline song because everyone can't get enough of this artist. Great song. Once again, Pete tells Goofy that, like, you know, hey... Your son's going to turn out like a bad egg if you don't, you know, 
enforce your will. You make this kid want to go on this trip with you. If you want to go fishing, you fucking tell him you're going to go fishing. Which, by the way, if this was my dad and I was giving any ounce of lip about going on a trip, I'd be thrown out of the fucking car. Yeah, you wouldn't go on the trip. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go on the trip? Fine. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. And no, you're not going not to some. What are you going go, anywhere? You're going to go to a fucking concert party? Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, Daxi. <laughs> So inside, Max and PJ are talking, and PJ reveals that the whole school knows that Max is supposed to be on the Powerline stage, and Max at this point is like, oh... Shit, dude, I haven't even brought this up to my dad. Like, yeah. I haven't even vouched, like, a general interest about this to my dad. And how the fuck would he do it anyway? Like, he's the biggest rock star in the world. You're going to get backstage? Forget it, dude. Um, so he's pretty much thinking, you know, social suicide at that point. Yeah. He's got nowhere to go. Yeah. But Goofy really wants to teach him how to fish. So he's like, you know what? We're going. Let's do this. So he wants to teach him this family trick, the perfect cast. Ooh. This was far more dramatically important than I anticipated. Right? Like, I yeah, this you was didn't another think little throwaway the perfect scene. cast was gonna like play back into yeah, the movie because again they play it off like it's another one of these dumb little jokes. He's got this crazy way of casting that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's silly, right? <laughs> but yeah, he just fucking can fling this goddamn thing more. He sends it clear across the lake. Yeah, and he accidentally does so with a stake on there, and he attracts <laughs> Bigfoot. Dad, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer line. <laughs> so Bigfoot chases them into a car. Pete winds up driving the hell out of there as soon as he sees it. Uh, and yeah, they get stuck in the car overnight as this, you know, Bigfoot tries to break in. There's this whole thing where he does like a puppet show for them. Yeah, he's like going really through all their shit. Yeah. <laughs> Really, this scene is boring and dumb. I will give you that. Except for the part where the headphones fall on the uh, Bigfoot and a little staying alive gets bumping. And he starts like moving his elbows and like dancing in the background. Yeah, hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So inside the car, though, it's getting nighttime. They're like, oh, we might as well go to sleep, but let's have some food first. And Goofy's reminded of... High Dad Soup. Why don't you tell him a bit about High Dad Soup? High Dad Soup is alphabet soup and max i guess used to make sentences in the soup and like it one of them was hi dad or like maxi or i love you and then, <laughs> and then silence Dude, i immediately understand what they're getting and like it, it is kind of sad but it's hilarious in context of yeah. everything he's like oh we all these phrases they used to spell and he's like or i love you <laughs> they both stopping staring at each other really like, Whoa, sadly. Jesus like, oh, Christ. Shit. Elephant in the room. Yeah, but so Max, you know, they're starting to bond a little bit, and Max makes Hi Dad out of his soup. And Goofy's like, yo. <gasps> Falls asleep after Hi, rubbing Max. one out. And then, <laughs> no, uh, this is where we get a little more of Max being a fucking douche, dude. Ooh. He's a deceiving, conniving dick. Yeah, he is. The map... He takes the map out of the glove box, and I don't know how he thought this was going to trick anybody, but he changes the route on the map so that instead of going to Lake Destiny, Idaho, they end up driving to L.A. Well, Goofy's told him before, and he's like, wherever the line of the map goes, we're going to go. It's pretty much like Ron Burgundy being like, don't put anything on the prompter because I'll read it. Burgundy (laughs) will read what's on the prompter. (laughs) So I think it's like that. Like, no matter what, Goofy's just going to go to, even though it's really clearly obvious that there are like only three indicators on this map. One's Los Angeles. One's the fishing place that they're going to. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you erase the circle from the fishing... (laughs) 
he's just draw it to Los Angeles. I mean, it's I'm pretty, sure pretty he's gonna know. it's going to be pretty obvious when you end up in Los Angeles and not Idaho. I don't even think Goofy's that stupid. But the scene is almost like wasted immediately because the very next scene they're in a gas station diner. And Max is clearly having a little bit of guilt about what he's done. Goofy sees this and, you know, decides, you know what, Max? You're in charge of the map now. You're going to tell us where we go. You're going to navigate for us. Yeah, and he has to announce it to the entire restaurant. Yeah, he people, says this. Uh, and people clap. Yeah, and everybody's like, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Shit, dude, that's awesome. Like he's giving someone a kidney or something. Yeah, so apparently Max had this opportunity to do so anyway. We get this really long montage of just stops along the way because he finally lets max choose but you know max gives his dad a few stops that he might like because this is the whole bonding montage Mm -hmm. like they're having fun this is good times they they go on roller coasters which you know they stop in caves they go to the house of yarn they kill a guy they pop a few tires they pop a guy they do actually kill a guy though there's a mime there that like goofy then tries to outdo i guess and he cuts a fake string and, and then, then a, a real piano drops on his head. Yeah, they, they literally dude. kill that guy, yeah, and then they just walk away. Dead, that guy's one hundred percent dead. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> As this montage winds down, they stop at a motel, which is like this really gross, weird, like shag rug, yeah, really motel. seedy place. Yeah. Um, and guess who stops in, dude? Pete and PJ, Pete, dude. Pete busts down their door and pretends to shoot him. <laughs> he does. Yeah. That's not. We're not making this up. <laughs> no. No. It's. Violent. <laughs> but so uh, Pete overhears Max and PJ talking about how Max changed the map. Yeah, so he goes back where Goofy's chilling in the hot tub. Again, probably just rubbed one out. <laughs> Jesus, I'm so dude, sorry. On. I'm sorry. I'm done. So he goes out there and he's like, hey, your little asshole son's changing the map. My son respects me. Your son clearly doesn't. And yeah. Goofy's like, I trust my son. And he's like, check the map, Goofy. And he's like, I don't need to check the map. He goes into his car, and then out of frustration, what, he, like, slams his hand on he the wheel? He slams his hand on the wheel, and the glove box pops open, and the map just happens to be open. He looks at it. But and you know, that's why I kind of like it. They actually cut, and it's just implied that he's looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost as if, like, he saw a flasher show him his dick, because he's just, like, <laughs> glide, wide-eyed, glazed over, like, what have I seen? <laughs> like, it's, like, the worst uh, yeah. betrayal ever. <laughs> but so the next scene there... You know, they're at this junction, weirdest junction ever, uh, where if you go left, you go to Los Angeles. And if you go right, you go to a state Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, which way do we go, Max? Which way, Max? And that's the thing is, like, he's playing this off as if he doesn't know. Well, he's giving Max the opportunity to make the right decision and make the right choice. Max picks left. Yep, he picks left, and Goofy is, you know, visually kind of perturbed by this decision left being california by the way and he's like hey dad how about a song he tries to cheer him up because he tell he can tell he's kind of pissed off and Mm -hmm. goofy finally like pulls the car over you know gets off all on gets out all in a huff and Mm -hmm. uh that's when kind of max follows him and he tries to talk to him but goofy's like not having it he's like he's like the fuck away from me he's like oh i'm too stupid to understand anyway yeah it's really sad and then max kicks the car and that inadvertently sends it careening down this like mountain road apparently goofy didn't put the brake on or what i didn't know is that this is essentially the climax of the movie we're at the climax of the movie no this is the tipping point of this movie and you wouldn't realize it It is a (laughs) fast-paced movie yeah, real breakneck speed there, Zach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so eventually the car careens off a fucking cliff into a water, a giant raging river with them on top of it? 
Yeah. And uh, they're fighting the whole time that the car is, like, falling off this. They're like, oh, I didn't want to go on this vacation. And like, <laughs> I know. They're still, like, pulling yeah, things on like, the car. Yeah, they're, like, fighting. And... and they're, like, in the river and still yelling at each other. They calm down. And that leads into another classic Disney musical song, Nobody Else But You. This scene actually does have a little more emotional resonance than I thought it would. Like, I really didn't connect with a whole lot emotion. Like, I saw where yeah. they were going, and I was like, okay, let's, I, I doubt this will ever pay off. But for me here, it kind of does. There's like two or three lines that really sums up what this movie's all about, really. Mm-hmm. Max says to Goofy, I'm not your little boy anymore, Dad. I've got my own life now. And he's like, Goofy's like, I know that. I just wanted to be a part of it. Oh. And I was like, fuck, dude, that's pretty deep, actually, yeah. for a kid's movie. Like, yeah, it, it, really it really is. is. Like, and... Yeah, they're both si- sitting silently and defeated on the car until, again, yeah, they they start singing, Nobody else but you. It's a great song. <laughs> Why is there no attempt to get the car to shore it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, this is one thing like, that we, we were talking about that I never really thought of as a kid. I'm like... You know, you have, like, the car's not really going that fast. You have ample opportunity to get to shore. (laughs) Yeah, they never try once. After this little ditty, uh, Max fills Goofy in on the plan, and Goofy's fucking gung-ho about it all. He's like, let's do it. it. Yeah, let's do that. That's sweet. (laughs) But then we get another trailer line. What is it, Zach? (laughs) Max says, there's a waterfall coming up, and Goofy turns around. He goes, (laughs) a waterfall. Waterfall! (laughs) (laughs) This is such an elaborate action set piece, but basically what you need to know is Goofy goes off the cliff. Max is somehow rigged into this almost parachute thing. What is it, like a blanket or something that's off the car? I think it's his tent or the tarp. Yeah, the tent. It's the tarp. So he's kind of made this makeshift parachute where he gets sent off the cliff. Goofy goes off. You know, about to die, and Max using the fishing pole, his you know his his father's fishing pole that's been passed on from generation to generation. He does the perfect cast, bro. He does it in the middle of the air, and he catches his dad and reels him up. And Goofy, you know, coming up is just like the perfect cast, and they hug and they cry. It's an emotional, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, for a kid's don't, movie. Don't yeah, be, I get, don't you know be what, that guy. The only part that I, you know, really <laughs> dug deep in, yeah. I'll say, is past. Okay, fair. So now they're on their way, dude, to the Powerline concert. Uh, and yeah, like you said, this this character, this rock star, he's very Michael Jackson-like. He's even almost dressed like him, doing the same moves like there's the moonwalk and all that yeah. shit. And we get our final song of the entire movie, Eye to Eye. What would you say is your favorite song in the movie? This is my favorite song in the movie. Eye to Eye is my favorite song in the movie. It's my favorite song in the movie. If you talk again, I'm going to hit you. (laughs) Zach, full disclosure, Zach does have the lyrics tattooed on his chest. I do. Sing me eye to eye. God damn it. All right. uh, So basically, they sabotage this show. Uh, Goofy and Max somehow get on stage through this elaborate series of events. And, you know, Roxanne is back at home watching this unfold, and she is just into it. Of course she is. You know, and they're fucking killing it up there. They're doing power slides, and mm-hmm. and the guy, you know, Powerline's not even caring that he... Yeah, Powerline's <laughs> like into it, too. He's like, yeah, baby. In real life, That's how I'm assuming he's talking. security would shoot them dead. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But this was 1995. Different era, bud. But she is into this. Yeah, like, really into this. So, he's a goddamn hero again. Mm-hmm. But he talks to Goofy, and he's like, you know, you should tell her. You know, you should, the, tell her the you should come clean. So he does. They go back to Roxanne's house after the concert's over. Um, her dad, by the way, is this gigantic creature that we've never mentioned, but he's just 
very angry at whoever like approaches his daughter. He's about the most dog character you're going to get out of this movie. He's <laughs> yeah. like actually a dog. <laughs> but they start talking like, why would you make that up? He was like, I just wanted you to like me. And she's like, you know, I already liked you. And then he's like, what? And she's like, from the first time I heard your laugh. And then he's like, <laughs> like it kicks in every once in a while. And he tries and to, she loves shut it. it down. She loves it. Absolutely. And so, you know, they're, they've made up or I guess never really had a fight, just got over it. And then it cuts to Goofy, like, fixing the car because it's a piece of shit at this time. It's been through so much hell. So many things. And he's just standing there like, oh, ready to go? And fucking explodes. And the car explodes. <laughs> like, really violently and quickly, though. And I thought for a split second because then it shows him, like, he, he's gone. It's just his boots and it cuts back to them watching. I thought it was going to cut to Black. Goofy was <laughs> dead? Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, Final Destination ending oh or whatever. God. Like, bounce. <laughs> Uh, but no he comes crashing down into the roof instead and then they're all like "Ah, he shakes her hand and we pan up to the sky and that was a goofy movie oh gosh (laughs) so man what do you what's your thoughts on this movie revisiting it when was the last time you think you saw this i think i saw this movie about mm, it's got to be Close to six or seven years. Oh, ago. wow. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's, been, been, it's more, been quite a while since I've seen it. But it's been more recently than a. Oh, yeah. Know, I've a, seen it as someone who can. Seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I've seen it uh, definitely recently enough to, as an adult, comprehend it. But that was when, you know, I was watching it for nostalgia. This time I was trying to watch it a little bit more objectively. It's kind of tough because I do love this movie coming into it. But one thing that I was thinking about while we were watching it was uh, 1990s, you know, especially early 1990s, Disney animation was king. They were just knocking it out of the park with, like you said, Lion King, Pocahontas came out that year too. Um, There was just a ton of movies, especially musicals, that they were just knocking out of the park. This one is a lesser known one, but there's a lot of elements in it that I still see as like one of those just this was what they were doing back then. Okay, They were making movies that tugged at you a little bit emotionally. Parents weren't going to hate it. Yeah. Um, Kids were going to love it. Couple good songs in there that you can package and sell. I don't think it's executed as well as some of those other ones that we were getting like back back then. Yeah. But I do still actually enjoy this movie. I don't know if, if I should or not, but <laughs> but I did. I, I I still had fun watching this movie. You're right. The songs definitely don't have as much of an impact on me today as they did when I was a kid. It does feel a lot more like Disney Channel-ish, as yeah. you would call it. Um, but I still like the songs. Okay. Um, and I still like the movie. It's not as funny as it used to be, obviously. Um, but it's far from one of the worst movies I think I've seen in a long time. Um, so let's see. The initial rating was a 53. 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 on IMDb. But I'm going to give it a 60. A 60? A 60. Okay. I liked it. I, right. I, I really did. It's far from perfect and far from the best animated movie I've ever seen, especially in that era. Sure. But to me, it does kind of hold up, at least if you look at it as the kids' movie it is. Okay. I uh, Yeah, this doesn't uh, compare to the films that were coming out 
in that era from Disney, in my opinion. Like it, it strangely feels like a direct to video movie that somehow mm-hmm. got a theatrical release because when it's coming out with yeah the likes of Beauty and the Beast and all those movies that are coming out, especially in that early '90s period, oh, they were doing things way better. Yeah, than this and movie. just way more mature storytelling and, and those are movies that can that transcend age really this is a movie that i feel like you do have to be young to really love because a lot of the problems the characters are facing are character are problems young people face and so mm-hmm. when you look at it as an adult you're like grow the fuck up kid yeah <laughs> like the and then there's time. also like even goofy's you know problems are very specific to like single dads sure sure but I do think that aspect of the movie is really, I wouldn't say powerful, but it does work. Like, I wanted to call my dad after the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I just a, want it, to spend time with my dad. <laughs> it is a, it's a strong suit, which, you know, and that's what reminded me of these other Disney movies, because there's always some, like, emotional pull to it. Sure. And very good um, sort of character development in it where, you know, these are the problems, they're learning, and they don't do it maybe as obvious as some other movies do. Yeah, no, you agreed because they really do try to layer it underneath the mm-hmm. comedy and all that other stuff. For me, a lot of the comedy and the characters just didn't really click. Mm-hmm. Um, Goofy is entertaining, like, and again, I like those com- those those cartoons. And this is a movie that I think would uh, be enjoyable to watch with a kid. Like, it's a fun yeah. family movie, and so I get the appeal there. For me, yeah. It, as a Disney movie, it's not one that I think I'd need to revisit a bunch, but it is one that I would that I would show, especially like you know a little boy if you had a son or whatever, not just some boy on the street. I'm, right. I'm not going to take young children to show them this film, but um, <clears throat> anyway, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm going to go a fifty. It's a fifty, and guess what, Zach? I'm going to keep the goofy. Movie. No way! I'm going to keep this motherfucker. Oh man. <laughs> Now, though, you are kind of wishing, though, that you had the VHS for Dr. Looney's Remedy. Oh, thank God it's on YouTube. It's terrible quality, though. Well, I'm sure there was a better quality, but I was too excited. I just jumped on the first one. Yeah, this disc is worth owning for the Mambo, the Disney Mambo number five. the Disney Mambo five. (laughs) (laughs) So bad, dude. All right, well, that's the Goofy movie. I'm glad we got to do this. Thanks again for uh, the request from Jamie. What are we doing next week? So we're sticking in the uh, family genre here for one more week, and then we'll go a little bit uh, more mature Mm -hmm. uh, entertainment. (laughs) We're doing a movie, though, that I've told everyone that we were going to be doing for, you know, since we started this podcast. We're finally getting able to do it because I believe Ariel. Yep, Ariel. And I know a couple other people have requested this, too, but I, I think most recently Ariel was the one that requested this. So... Here we go, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be happy watching this movie. Because, Why? Because uh, it just I, it's going to make me sad. What if it holds up? I think it might hold oh, up. Oh, I think it'll hold up. But it just the idea of animals being lost across country makes me sad. Dude, I can't wait to watch this movie. This, is, this was one of my favorites as a kid. Oh, and my, I, I have too. genuinely never seen this on any other format than VHS. So it has been whenever... The last time I saw this on VHS, it must be 10, 15 years, at least. More than 15 years, probably, since I've seen this movie. It's going to be really fun. I, I Again, I'm going to get sad and probably angry at certain points, but I think it's going to be a good movie. I think we're going to have a lot of fun watching it. Did you ever see the San Francisco sequel? Yes. I never saw that. I did recently pick up the uh, double feature, so, you know, maybe a few brewskis and I'll finish that off. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> 
So that does it for this episode. We just want to remind everybody you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Nostalgia Be Damned. You can also find us on podbean.com at nbd.podbean.com. Also, don't forget to write a review. Um, any review, positive or negative, helps us. Preferably, we'd like a nice one, but That'd follow cool. your heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We don't want you to lie. Yeah. Also, if you do review it and you send us proof, Brandon's got a couple digital codes so you can get a free movie if you just review our podcast. Yeah, it helps us out a lot. And, uh, you know, I've just got a, some, some digital doubles that I need to get rid of. So yeah. hit me up. Nostalgia be damned pod at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, so that pretty much does it for that. I also uh, just want to float this by you. We got to get our sponsor plug in really quick. Of course quick. we do. Uh, Brandon, tell me, have you ever had this scenario, you know, you're in public or you're on a date or something and all of a sudden dinner's starting to come back at you. You feel like, you know, you got to expel some gas, if you know what I mean, but you don't want to do it in public because it's embarrassing. It's smelly. Nobody wants to be a part of it. You ever had that? I think everyone has, Zach. Yeah. Right. Well, I've got good news for you. It's called Tic Tac Toot. It is the first ever mint suppository. You use Tic Tac Toot and suddenly your farts, excuse me for being crass, will start smelling as minty and wintry as the mountains. Are there, are there different scents and, or flavors? Of course there is. There's Orange Blast. There's minty fresh, obviously. I'm looking at the list now. There's lemon, vanilla, cinnamon. That sounds like it'd burn. Oh, it does, my friend. Don't worry about that. But it's worth it. So these are Tic Tacs for your ass is basically what's going on here? I, you said that, not me. They're suppositories, and they help, okay? Tic Tac Toot is what Tic-tac-toot. it's called. Tic Tac Toot. Go to TicTacToot.com. That's TicTacToot.com, and enter the code Nostalgia Be Damned. To get a free pack of Tic Tac Toots on us. Super proud to be repping them. We're a real reputable uh, industry business. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, ever since we joined up with the network, uh, it's been helping us a lot. And uh, we've been meeting a lot of great business contacts. So uh, Tic Tac Toot, just another real good, upstanding group of individuals. Is it a one size fit all? Uh, yes. Okay. And let me tell you. Other genders or it's all just kind of one... Well, no, there's Tic Tac Toots for women, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's more of like flower flavors, though, like lilac. Well, um, thank you uh, for listening, for subscribing, and for sharing. That does it for Nostalgia Be Damned. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Yay!